From the 600 ESPN El Paso River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studio, here's Steve Kaplowitz and Adrian Broadus. All right, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Sports Talk ready to go with you. Two and a half hours on this Friday. Get you ready for football Friday night. The boys will be back in our 600 ESPN El Paso River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studios here at 630 to get you ready for high school football action tonight. Jerry Kills should be calling the hotline any minute. Looking forward to that conversation when it happens. Uh, plus, we've got the Foss joining us as well, and uh, the usual cast of characters on a Friday edition of the program. Adrian Broaditz across the glass with me here, and uh, looking forward to our Roto Rooter hotline being busy this afternoon with Coach Kill and the Foss. Adrian, happy Friday. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Steve. Uh, I admittedly watched way too much NBA last night again. Uh, I need to go to a support group. I said this before. It's a busy NBA slate tonight. Uh, no, I won't be watching this. I won't be watching Game 1 of the World Series. I'll be watching our 915 Tours Game of the Week, Bowie, Austin. Nice. This one really decides a lot in the Class 4A division. I haven't seen either of these teams this year, but both of them uh, off to good seasons, off to what should be a playoff finish uh, for this year. And, hey, only two more weeks of the regular season here for high school football, Steve. Really, one after tonight, right? Exactly. That's it. That's exactly right. Man, what a great way for you to uh, start your birthday weekend. And That's get right. get that going with a little uh, little high school football action tonight. I'm yeah. excited. Do you have big plans for tomorrow? Are you guys going to go out with the family? What do you have? Uh, what are you going to be doing? Yes, definitely going to hang with the family tomorrow. Excited about that. Uh, keeping it low-key, though. Um, yeah, it was a busy weekend last weekend, so yes. I definitely need some rest. Uh, and I'm ready for Cowboys-Rams. That's what I have my focus on Sunday. So, Oh, and I'm, I'm really excited about Longhorns uh, you know, BYU with uh, Malik Murphy at quarterback for the for the Longhorns. I'm looking forward to too. seeing what that happens too with with viewers out. That could make it an interesting game, a little more interesting than normal, right? Yeah, exactly. I love college football Saturdays too. I think this year's college football slate has been, uh, you know, quality wise, a little bit better than the NFL. Across the NFL, we're still seeing a lot of these backup quarterbacks. Some of the games are tough to watch. Uh, college football, not the case. It's so much fun week in, week out. Back to your birthday for just a second. Um, do you have like multiple dinners and celebrations, or do you try to get all uh, the family together in one? shot and and knock it out in in one celebratory meal how do you do it so that's a good question uh i usually um it depends. Sometimes we'll try to pack it in. Sometimes it'll be scattered, uh, just depending on who is available, who is not. And uh, yeah, that's kind of how it is. So this is a busy time of year for everybody. I kind of feel like so. I, agree. I, I, agree. I don't. I don't usually ask everybody to drop their plans. Well, know? this is and this is also like. I mean, right now you're still in your twenties, so Correct. you're still a few years away from one of the big the big birthdays. You know, when you start to hit that uh, that that zero number oh. on the other side. So you've yeah. got you've got some time to go before that. It's fact, I still remember, like, I remember when I hit 21 in Austin when I was in college, what we did. Because in those days when you were at UT and you went and you hit 21, you could basically go from bar to bar to bar and they would all buy you like a pint and basically just each bar for your birthday would, for your 21st, would, would really take care of you. So um, I remember the start of my 21st birthday. I don't remember how it ended, but I do know that I was being driven around by a couple of friends who were really excited because they knew that if I got a pint, they might get one as well. So they were really excited about that. I remember number 30. I obviously remember number 40 
and 50 just happened. So, you know, those uh, those special zeros are, uh, are something uh, to really enjoy. Do you remember your 21st and what happened Yeah, tonight? I feel like my um, – I'm trying to remember. I feel like my – oh, actually, I do. My 21st, I was working with the Prospector, and I, it was a UTEP game. So, on your birthday? Yeah, it was like on my birthday weekend, I, I believe. Yeah. Did you and at so, least get a chance to go to the bars and tell everybody, look, I'm 21, this is the day? Yes. Um, and did anybody in El Paso – like uh, give you any kind of a 21st birthday gift as far as the establishments well, go. Well, I think I I look so young, Steve. I'm just You a still young, do. I still do. So when I was 21, it was really that thing like no one believed me still. So I just was excited to finally go buy some beer oh, yeah. and and have the, and have my ID right in the person's face and say, "Look, I'm 21. You can't bend this, you can't break this. This is not a fake ID. I am 21 years old." There you so go. that was kind of my thing back then. I'm I look really young, so that was, it was like, you know, they, they always thought, no, there's this, there's no way this guy is actually 21. Well, look, I still feel young, and I feel like I look somewhat young, especially since I'm clean shaven and I and I haven't grown out that uh, white beard like a lot of my friends have. So, um, but I haven't gotten carded in forever. I feel like most people look at me when I buy alcohol, whether it's beer uh, or order a beer at a restaurant. Nobody bothers. They don't. They they know. They know. They look at me and they're like, "Oh yeah, that, we're not gonna, we're not gonna mess with that." So I start laughing too because when I uh, when I will purchase at a supermarket, they'll uh, you know they put in your birthday, and they always put like 1999 as like the birth year, and I'm thinking, my God, when 1999 hit, I was still well into my late 20s, so um, even that day doesn't seem fair. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. So. For the most part, yeah, I haven't worried about that. Do you, do you still get carded a lot around town when you're uh, yes, dealing with alcohol? Yes, I yeah. do. Yes, I do. Don't Steve, worry. They'll come to a point where that stops. Hopefully That'll, soon. Well, I mean, you know, listen, uh, either you're going to age in terms of, like, age, or, you know, you'll start to get some grays. And then once that happens, yeah, you'll be you'll pretty, pretty much done with the uh, with the cards and stuff like that. So, no joke. Uh, probably, you know, I was, I was here when I was first 21. And I remember, you know, sometimes either after sports talk when I was first interning here or whatever, I would go to a bar or, or something like that. And I still had a vertical ID. So, at times, they'd think it was a fake still. They would, like, they would try to scan it and stuff like that. That I'd still be given a hard time when I was like 21, uh, going to bars or whatever, and they still didn't think I was actually the the age that I said I was. Ah, well, you know what? Enjoy it while it lasts. That's all I can tell you. Enjoy it while it lasts. I will. I will. So, all right. Hey, uh, we've got calls to get to. We got a busy show today. I'm hoping we get Coach Kill, but I don't know now. I mean, it's uh, you know, hopefully we get him to call in sometime during the program today. We will see. I'm working with New Mexico State on that, and uh, he was supposed to lead us off. But I mean, listen, if you can't get Jerry Kill to start the show, I mean, Orley is the perfect backup as far as I'm concerned. You know, Coach Kill. Orly West Side. I mean, yeah, it's almost like a 50-50 uh, take your pick. So Orly will be more than happy to pinch hit for Jerry Kill to start the show off today as we get going 10 past the hour on a Friday. What's going on, Orly? Not much, guys. Um, there's two ages that you look forward to as you grow up. Of course, when you can be able to drink. I was 18, I think, back then we started drinking. I wasn't 21. Yeah, that was a long, long time ago. So I completely understand how back in your days, 18 was the legal drinking age. I'm, yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't 16, but yeah, we'll go with 18, Orly. That sounds yeah, good. Yeah, but he was, he was 18. And then the next big age group you get is 65 to get Medicare. 
So those are two age groups you look forward to. You never think you're going to get there. Did you enjoy so 30, 40, and 50? Yeah, they're there. We, I mean, good times. But we hit 65. Hey, you get Medicare. Woohoo! <laughs> you know you've hit, you've made it, baby. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, I got. You all had some people call in the show after the game, and they're still apologists for these. I mean, I understand. I'm glad they won the game. It was good for the kids. Yeah. It was good for the kids. And I, I hear what people are saying, the hate people. I think what people were concerned about, they're afraid if we keep winning, they're going to keep the coach. And that's what they're upset of. They, if we want them to win, but that means we may keep the coach. I don't know. That's that's the decision of the administration. Right now, it's, I mean, it's about a 50-50. I think it's a little bit more. A lot of people are just not happy with this coaching staff. But you never want to cheer against a team, and I can't do that. Um, now I've got something for all you Dodger fans. Hey, Big Blue out there, how does it feel to see Arizona, a team that you were 16 and, a half, 16 and a half games or 16 games better, and they're playing in the world and you're sitting at home? How does that feel, Dodger Blue? All you Dodger fans. By the That's way, uh, since you're since you're sticking it to the Dodgers right now, which is which is yeah. perfectly fair. I mean, that's hey, that's that's inbounds. That really is. Um, are you happy with Bob Melvin as your new manager? Uh, he didn't do anything at San Diego. No, all he did was disappoint on a team that was supposed to go mm-hmm. to the postseason. He had all the superstars, all the money they put in there. They were they were what they were. I think they fell behind the Giants this year in total. They just, um, but you look at the teams today in the World Series, how many young men or ball players play with the Chihuahuas? You got Hedges? Yeah. You got, what's the outfielder with the long blonde hair? I can't think of his name right now. Jankowski. Uh, yep, yep, that's right, yeah, Travis Jankowski. Very good. Yeah, you've got all these kids and all these people. I still run into people. Oh, I don't know. I don't see what the big deal about the stadium and AAA. Yeah, I'll look at it. The other day they mentioned the El Paso Chihuahuas on national TV. This is why you want a AAA. This is why you wanted the stadium. It puts El Paso on the map, and you get to watch great young men grow up in this, in this, in this atmosphere of baseball. That's why you want AAA, because you get them one step below. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what's nice about having AAA. Hundred percent. Listen, I, I, listen. Triple A is the best, I, I, and I and I love Double A here. When we had the Diablos for a thousand years, they were great. But Triple A baseball, it is. I mean, trust me. I am. I'm like a. Yeah. I'm like a kid at a candy store. Every time I get to go to the ballpark and realize we have Triple A baseball in El Paso. Yeah, it, it, it's it's people just uh, most, most people that don't understand are not sports people, mm-hmm. and that's the deal. Hey, by the way, Coronado. Uh, they're four and five. I heard they still got a shot. At the, it's an outside chance to get to the playoffs. Long shot, long shot, long shot. shot. But Those hey, they've won some lose. games. You got to give them credit. I mean, Coronado's really turned their program around as a they're whole. Competitive. Yeah. And they're finishing strong, which is a good building block for twenty twenty four. I'm excited about that because they're going to have a lot of the same kids back. They're going to have a, they have nothing but sophomores out there. It's going to be fun. Uh, he's building the program they used like it used to be. Uh, 
they played great this year. They were they were in every ball game. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Don't they have don't they don't have to even America's has to lose? And don't they have to still play the, the Montwood Rams? So they've got Montwood next week, Orly, and it, a lot of things would need to happen. So America's yeah. has a key game tonight against El Dorado. Them losing would help uh, Coronado in a big way, that's and, and that's, that's not probably gonna not going to happen. And then next week, nah. you look at Eastlake taking on Eastwood. Uh, a win there for Eastlake would really help things out. That's probably not going to happen. Not so happen. Uh, what you're nah. looking at right now for six A is Pebble Hills, Eastwood, Americas, and Montwood likely being right. the four teams going going ahead. Yeah. Absolutely. How much is that loss to Franklin going to come back to bite him? Oh, it's a tough one. It really, when you start to think about the grand scheme of things, yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And that was such a, a controversial game. A lot of bad calls, we'll understand. Yep. Anyway, guys, have a great weekend. Let's go 49ers. Go Niners. Go Rams. Tough game for the 49ers. They're going to go play Cincinnati. That's not going to be easy. Well, I'm glad they're playing at home. It makes a big difference. They're a little tougher to beat at home. Since today's going to have to come cross-country, mm-hmm. it makes a difference. I mean, 49ers are struggling, but you know what? They, they, they were four and fourth this time last year. I'll take a five and two. Hey, you going to break out the escargot tonight to celebrate the Dodgers not in the World Series and the Diamondbacks there no, instead? No, they're, they're, not, they're not the 49ers. A little bottle of wine and the escargot and just uh, to enjoy uh, a little bit of that. Are we going to do that? No, no, I went last night to okay. a new restaurant in El Paso. Oh, did you? How was it? The Wesso down there downtown. Yeah. At the uh, West Bank Tower. of the West Building. Yeah, yeah West Star Building. Building, yeah. Yeah, it's good food. All right. Uh, it was very good. Very nice. Enjoyed hey. the lamb. Hey, there you go. Have a good weekend, Orly. Appreciate the call. Okay, take care. Bye. Orly, give us a quick restaurant review as uh, we continue on the phone lines right now. Speaking of restaurants, i got a dining deals update you're going to want to listen to here in just a little bit. But first, let me go to Adrian in Central. Adrian, what's going on? What's up, Steve? How are you doing, man? Good, Adrian. How are you? I'm all right, man. I'm all right. It's a great time for sports. You know, World Series. I'm a baseball. I'm an all-sports guy, but you know I'm a baseball guy, man. And i gotta, I got to... I got to tell you, I couldn't agree more with Orly about the AAA stuff. But, man, uh, for a guy that saw the Diamondbacks pass him by, uh, for his team to be passed by the Diamondbacks and then end up in fourth place, I think he's a Giants fan, if I'm not mistaken. He is. Man, I mean, listen to the guy. So proud that the Dodgers got knocked out. Giants didn't even make the playoffs, man. Come on, Orly. You got to come through. Come, Come with better stuff than that. But anyway, Steve. Yes. You know, I, I love the fact, I, as a baseball fan, I love it that, you know, the Diamondbacks and the Rangers fought their way through. I mean, I'm a Dodger fan, and I hated to see them go down to the Diamondbacks. But, and I hadn't called in on this, but I, I really I really hate the way the, the it's set up now. Uh, baseball is a game of momentum. It's a game of you play every single day for six months for a reason. And then to have a week off and knock out all these great teams – Kudos to the guys that did it. They had to fight through. They had to win the games. You still have to play the games, right? But there's something wrong with that system, Steve. I, I, I just, I just think they need to do something about that. I'm, not, I'm, I don't disagree. I don't like the buy, and then all of a sudden you come off the buy in a best of five, and if you lose a game or two, you're behind the eight ball. I think that's really tough. Yeah, yeah, it sure is, man. I mean, these guys that. You know, they're fighting for their playoff lives. I mean, the, the Diamondbacks were. They lost their last four. They're coming in. You know, the Rangers lost the division at the end. But they're playing high-stakes baseball at the end of the season when you got uh, division leaders that have things sealed up from weeks before, 
and then you sit them down for a week before they can even play a game. And that that's just, I mean, that that for baseball does not work. It might work for other sports when, and especially when you got a seven game series. But I do. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, tip my cap, man. I'll tip my cap to the to the Diamondbacks and the Rangers organizations, especially after being hundred game losers just two years ago. I mean, you know, that just gives a, a hope to every every fan out there that their team can somehow find their way into the World Series. My Dodgers, I don't know, man. I I I, I kind of was on the fence about Dave Roberts for a really long time, but you know, you can't go in and lose to your division to a division foe in you know a wild card at that two years in a row and and uh, and not pull through, man. With the, the big money they pay. Of course, the players play the games. You know, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, I mean, they have great seasons, but they didn't show up. The pitching didn't even show up. Nobody, nobody showed, showed up, up in the playoffs. Them, but, yeah, nobody showed up in know, the playoffs. You're 100% right. I mean, it is what it is, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see a great World Series. I'm going to root for the Rangers in this, in this one just to see, hopefully see them win their first one. I mean, we are in Texas after all, but, but yeah, I hope they do something about that, that format, man, because they, they need to fix that. And uh, yep. just for 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 Orly's sake, because you never know if they can find their way out of fourth place, you know, down there behind the Padres, even maybe the Giants might have a hope for, hope for something. Good point. Hey, listen, uh, you never know that could that could happen. I mean, I'm, you're hoping that'll happen. I listen. Appreciate the call. The NL West is so interesting to me. It really is. I mean, you have the Giants and Dodgers, Diamondbacks this year, Padres are still there, Rockies, eh, at least, you know, four out of five ain't bad. But it's, the NL West is interesting. All right, 20 past as we continue here on Sports Talk. Got to get to Charlie in our first traffic update. Let's do that right now. In the El Paso Metroplex, see, we have a crash downtown Paisano and Stanton. A lot of busy traffic here going to the bridge, but we have a crash here with injury. Paisano and Stanton, so caution here. Then, where are we having the brakes? I-10 West, airway all the way through to the waters port of entry. Stacked up traffic right here. Almost bumper to bumper there. I-10 and red, thick traffic on both sides there. This update brought to you by Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. Leo's has a full-service bar. The famous tortilla soup. The, uh, we have the flautas, fajitas, gorditas, chicken, and mole, much more. Home of the first of Papilla. Thank you for choosing Leo's. Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. Charlie 1, 600 ESPN El Paso.
I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali, Cali. Uh, I'm going, going back, back. And it happens to be Cowboys Rams this week. Who is uh, singing this uh, timeless classic that we've never played on Sports Talk before? This is uh, the Notorious B.I.G. Oh, the late, great Notorious B.I.G. exactly right. All right. Well, listen, we got the Foss with us right now. I was kind of hoping Foss was going to play Hotel California, but that is not the case. Instead, he goes Notorious B.I.G. I should know better than to think anything else. And he joins us here for another weekly conversation. Foss, how are you? I'm doing great. We did play Hotel California before uh, a game uh, back in the day and to success uh, at Princeton. We, we did that, uh, I do recall, very fondly. So um, we had gone back. It was post-Dean and myself, but uh, we still had uh, Jason Garrett because as he had transferred to Columbia and back, uh, we'd come back to see him, and we we, worked, we we woke up to on the dark desert highway. Yes, cool wind in my hair. Yes, I didn't that, realize that um, I didn't realize Jason Garrett transferred from Princeton to Columbia. He did because his dad was the head coach. John and Judd Garrett were already there. Jason left, made us so mad we blew out Columbia. And then his dad went 0 and 10, had made an interesting comment that was taken uh, wrong. You can look it up; it's it's there. Its articles were written. So they all three of them then transferred from Columbia to Princeton. That's what sent Jason from 88 to 89, John from 87 to 88, and then Judd uh, from 90 to 91. Okay. Um, again, uh, good history lesson there because I was not well. Aware of I'm that. just bringing your song choice in with the conversation because mm. it, it was not too far off. You, d- you just didn't know that part of it. No, I didn't. And now, but now I do. And I, and I appreciate that. Thank you. for We're a team. Uh, We're a team, Cappy. Well, and, uh, and I think, you know, I think even do, though anyway. the Rams are coming together on offense a little better as a team, the better team is the Dallas Cowboys could be that Matthew Stafford may make better choices than Dak Prescott on average, but the talent, even though, I don't know if that always means a lot in the NFL, seeing that San Francisco has lost to the Vikings and the Browns have done extremely well against teams. You have to wonder, um, there is truly parity because these are professional men playing a sport. Again, negates all of the thought that number one Michigan could beat Cleveland. They cannot. They can't beat Detroit. They cannot. Now Detroit is good, but I guess you would say the old Detroit. These are teams that, that play extremely well. Uh, I think the Rams have uh, a good opportunity to make it difficult for the Cowboys to win. I don't pay attention to Vegas, but because yeah. I know Adrian is a Rams guy at six and a half, minus six and a half for Dallas. That's about a touchdown score. Um, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, life's not fair, but that's a fair marker to set if you're a gambler. And you have to play four quarters because I think Matthew Stafford coming home uh, can do a lot of damage against the Dallas Cowboys uh, with his two wide receivers. 
Would you like to retort that uh, on and talk about that? You know what? I I do like the line, uh, Foss, and now it's Dallas by six. I will say this: the over under set at forty five and a half. That that could be shattered if both offenses are unleashed. We've seen, uh, you know, how high powered the Rams could be when they're uh, at their best with right. Stafford and Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup back in the mix. Correct. But at the same time, right. with the Cowboys, they have that ability to put up some points. I think I think you know again, the defenses you, you have to lead with them because they can create the disruption and the timing. They can also uh, get an offense off the field and they can also score. So I, I think it comes down to defense. I like Dan Quinn at home. I, I like Dan Quinn when he's got. Uh, I, I think even though it was a mm, marginal win last week by the Dallas Cowboys. Still a win, you think, and you your perspective is different after a win, and I think that does give the advantage to Dallas. But I think Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams are coming to play on Sunday. Well, it was eleven days ago. They were they on a bye last week, but but I get but I get the point. Their last game, you're talking about the win over the Chargers, the twenty seventeen victory. Yeah, and and, and the Chargers aren't a bad team. Um, they have offense. Um, they have some defense, uh, but like I said, you know, it, it was a marginal win, and can Dallas regroup with this defense to put enough pressure on Matthew Stafford yep. to 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 really create a disruption? Again, you don't need to sack Matthew Stafford, um, although we know he's sackable. Um, you just have to get him off the field. But he's got two legit receivers. He's got Henderson. They can run. So uh, Sean McVay is not going to go in to AT&T to look to get punked. And I think he's going to believe that his team is just as good as anyone else. His team has won the last Super Bowl before Dallas has, since Dallas has. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's at least a few players on that team that know that. So uh, the Rams can get back into a playoff picture with the win. And the Cowboys... We'll be looking at each other going, what the heck just happened again if they come up short this Sunday. When we return after SportsCenter, I'm going to let Foss uh, react to Stephen A. today and what he said about Dak on first take. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, as promised, SportsCenter here as we continue. Thank you. Yep, to Rod Taylor, going to get the start against the Jets uh, this weekend. That's one of the early games. Here's Stephen A. from first take talking Cowboys and Dak. The Dallas Cowboys got a crew, even with Trayvon Diggs out. But what is your quarterback going to do? All the other pieces of that, I have not heard one person, including URC, look at the Dallas Cowboys and say they don't have what it takes. Obviously, we look at Philadelphia, we know what they can do. We yeah. look at San Francisco, we know what they can do. We hear, we thought that Detroit was on a come up until they went to bed last week, and we still haven't just thrown them out to pasture. But damn, you got your ass kicked, and now you got to get back to the drawing board if you're the Detroit Lions. We understand all of that. We get all of that. But nobody, Micah Parsons, nobody, Dak Prescott, nobody, Jerry Jones has looked at the Cowboys and their roster and said, they ain't a part of the mix. We know they got what it takes. The question is, does your quarterback? That is the question. And then for him to say, when things go our way and we win this thing, is laughable. 
The man has two playoff wins in nine years. <laughs> two playoff wins in nine years. What the hell you mean win? He can't be win. confident? <laughs> no. He can't be confident? Actually, no. He can feign confidence, but don't. But let's be clear. He don't actually feel it. And if we're being honest, I'm talking to two champions. I'm talking to two champions. The brother's brilliant because I know I'm not. I listen to brilliance. Y'all teach me football every day. Y'all say make me better and better and better. You know I know. You know I've been reporting for 30 years. You know I've seen this. He talking and talking and talking. But at the end of the day, those brothers don't believe in him. That's why you got Micah Parsons doing a podcast and coming to his defense. That's why you got all of these other dudes sticking up for him. Because they know they need to do what they can to elevate his level of confidence, to big up him, to make him believe more in himself. Because they know he got the talent. Stephen A. is on national television telling you right now, Dak Prescott has the talent to win a Super Bowl champion. Mm. But do you got that something inside of you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I, I, I know exactly and, what you're and, saying. And y'all both know the answer to that damn Listen, question. Listen, I know exactly what you're saying. I but- rest my case. All right, so there it is. A very animated discussion with Stephen A. on First Take today on the Cowboys. Let's bring back right now the Foss to give his thoughts on what you just had a chance to listen to. All right, so so from a talent standpoint, Stephen A. says he has it. But then he started banging his chest wondering, does he have it inside? Give me your, give me your thoughts on what you just had a chance to listen to. What you tell me after we have conversation, 100%. He's spot on. He's been spot on. The record don't lie. When we only lost two district games in four years, and one was because the rest cheated us in Bel Air. Oh, stop it with the cheating! Stop we, it with we, the cheating! Come on, we, now, we, listen. Look, that was forty. We, that was forty years ago. It's enough already with the cheating. My, here's my point. Hey, take the eighty-five Bears. Eighty-five Bears. They knew they were good. They had Willie Gall. They had sweetness. They had the fridge. They had my guy, who I finally met, Jim McMahon. I can't dance, but I can shoot. I can throw the pill. They knew they were good, and they got it done. And McMahon knew he was a quarterback. He and Dicka controlled move, and they smashed New England with Hogan and the rest of them fools that got toe up. That ain't that guy. Now, let me tell you, I had a theory, very simple. Mahomes, Jalen Hurts. Two parents in the household, a dad, a father figure makes a very big difference when it comes to a guy who's going to be a leader. That doesn't mean that Dak isn't a leader. But there's something when you look at your dad and you're a man that your mom can't give you. And for some reason, it's translating not on a football field. Now, that may be a psych paper 101 301 or whatever, but there's something to that. The difference between those three guys is that Mahomes' dad played professional baseball. He knew how to get to the top. Hurts, head football coach, knew how to get to the top. In the same district as Galena Park, North Shore, and they are bad, bad, bad boys, and they've been bad boys down in Houston. That, not so much. That hurts him in my opinion, and Stephen A. is spot on. This comes from Augustine on Twitter. The Foss's opinions are from a lunatic. It's amazing that he even has a platform. It just seems to me that the more lunatic an opinion is, the more he likes it because he gets paid to talk up the worst team in America. 
Now, let me let me just clarify something. <laughs> well, two things. Is, one, First the off, the Cowboys are not the worst team in America. Two, I have been on, I have played with, and I have played against champions. So I know what they are. I've recruited them. I have guys that have won three national championships as college football players. Not many people in four years can say that ever. So if I drove them around, if I practiced with them, if I caught passes from them, if I helped them with running back drills, when I was out there catching punts and kickoff returns, I think I know a little bit about what Coach Osborne and folks that went to the NFL were Outland Trophy winners and Big 8 Offensive Players of the Year, etc. I think I know. And, oh, by the way, my starting quarterback in college has three Super Bowl rings and was the NFL Coach of the Year in 2017. And he says, if you didn't get hurt in a car accident, you'd have played in the NFL. So, say what you want to say. But I know what I know. I don't know everything about everything. But I know something about football. You played it. You play as you said. Uh, I a, a car I accident. Uh, a car accident ultimately robbed you of uh, potentially what would have been a chance for you to play on Sundays. I, I you know, and, and by the way, for those of you that don't know, when we were out there last year in Phoenix, or earlier this year, I should say, in Phoenix with the Foss, Adrian, he knows everybody, everybody, and they yes, all, yes. and everybody loves the Foss. They love them. They do. Uh, Foss, uh, you know, there's been there have been haters on this show about you, but I think there are two two sides to it. Some people just hate the Cowboys, so when you talk about the Cowboys, they just don't want to hear it. And there's the other side. They, they, there's the other side of it of people who just have a personal thing against you. So we got to make you more lovable here on this show, Foss. Well, but listen to me, Adrian. I was truthful about the team's quarterback that I like. That that wasn't trash statement. No, that's not lunacy. In fact, when I've shared that thought, people went, wow, we never thought about that. However, it makes a difference, a huge difference. And if you don't want to believe it, that's fine. But I think in this case, it plays a part in the decision-making from those two versus that. And I'll stand on that, right or wrong. All right. That being said, this weekend, will it be close or will the Cowboys beat the Rams going away? It depends on the guys that came in Dak's defense. It depends on the defense of the Cowboys. If the Cowboys can get to Matthew Stafford before uh, you get the receivers in the patterns and they don't have running lanes, absolutely agree. If not, it'll be a nail-biter down to the end. Awesome. All right, Foss, always great having you on. Appreciate the insight. We'll look forward to doing it again with you right back here next Friday. Hey, no doubt. And uh, big love to the UTEP Miners. They uh, kept Sam Houston uh, winless. That was a great game. Love the interception at the end. Shout out to my guy who did that and the rest of the UTEP Miners. I keep up with home everywhere. And also a big shout out to my Eastwood Troopers who look like if they can get through the night, they may be the outright district champions in one six a. Good stuff, good stuff. He's Steve Foster. He's the host of Laying Down the Law Sunday mornings uh, on ESPN San Antonio. In fact, I believe that show is now airing live here in El Paso. Is it uh, six to nine? Is that what what time it is in El Paso? Six to eight. Six to eight. Two hours on Sundays. Six a to eight a. Good stuff. Foss. Next week, we'll talk to you then. Take care. Have a great weekend.
All right. Much love. Y'all take care. From Steve Foster, right back to more of your phone calls, 505-6009. Stay with us. Friday edition of Sports Talk continues right here, 600 ESPN El Paso. The El Paso Metroplex, what we have is a crash downtown I want to get to. Paisano and Stanton, we have an injury crash. But PD there, fire department there, that's, you get your bridge traffic there also. So a lot of congestion here at Paisano and Stanton. Where else are we stacked up with traffic? I-10 West, airway all the way to the Watersport of Entry stacked up. I-10 at Bridge, stacked up traffic here both sides. And this subject brought to you by Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Rimcon. Leo's has a full-service bar. Over the first of Papia, thank you for choosing El Paso. We have the uh, Chile con Queso, steak, chicken breast, much more. Full menu, family-owned and operated. Neil's Restaurant, 7520 Rimstrand, 31, 600 DSP
Back here on Sports Talk as we continue. 11 in front of 5 right now. That's our telephone. Uh, our telephone number is 505-6009. 505-6009. I've heard that uh, we might not be getting Jerry killed today. I'm a little bummed, but I understand. I guess I, I know how things go and you're, uh, you know, head football coach and things come up. So I understand that. Coach has asked about calling in next week. So we'll see if we could try to accommodate him. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's go to Augustine. He joins us next on the program. Happy Friday, Augustine. What's going on? Hey, happy Friday, Steve. Happy Friday, everyone. And Steve, I just, you know, listening to the Fox talk is, talk is like listening to somebody being brainwashed by Jerry Jones, man. It's, it's, it's like his opinion on Dak Prescott. You know, the guy has been there for a long time now, and yes, Dak has all the physical tools to be a great quarterback. He doesn't have the most important one, the brain. And and, and and the Fox is just like that. He might, you know, he got national championships or whatever he was bragging about, but at the end of the day, you can't trust the Fox because he lacks critical thinking. That simple. That simple. Well, I mean, listen, first off, you are obviously one of the haters. You are. I mean, there's the Foss is. You are. You 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 are. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Listen, I am a. I love Steve. He's a great guest. Uh, he's controversial, which some people just don't like. You're one of those. And I'm not saying that Foss is for everybody. Yeah, uh, some some hate him. I, Daniel hates him too. He calls me all the time off the air and tells me how he can't stand the Foss. So I get it. No, it, it I understand. If the Fox would give sometimes an honest opinion about even even the team that pays his salary, which is the Cowboys, you know, just an honest opinion about it, you know, like like you've done your honest opinion, you you've said it on air, you know. I thought the the the, the, the miners was gonna go, were gonna go to a bowl game, you know what, people, I was dead wrong. If the Fox ever came out with a statement like that, that I was dead wrong, respect. But if he still goes around the bush and everything, says, well, it's injuries, it's this and that, and he says, I'm wrong, you were right, next step. So let's, let's, let's talk about that for a second. Over the years, um, Adrian, when the Cowboys do lose, has Foss come on the show and ever uh, accepted responsibility for something that didn't come true? Yeah, I feel like um, he would be somebody to say he was wrong. Yeah, and, he, and he's also the type of person who holds the Cowboys accountable, but in different ways. He also is optimistic. He looks uh, looks toward things like the draft, and he realizes, hey, you know, if a Super Bowl hasn't come in the last 20-plus years, what makes you think that a Super Bowl is coming right now? So, he's, and he's also an attorney. He, I mean, so he's high. He's, he so can spin it. He is exactly right. And he is, you know, he's built his career professionally arguing cases and fighting for clients, so I could understand where the, the well, debate comes in. Clients. What's that? I'm sorry for those clients. They probably lost all their cases. Well, I tell you what, you won't be using his services. We know that for sure. Yep. No, but but it just seems to me the Fox is just the Minero of you, the the equivalent of of that one Minero for the for the for the miners and the Fox is the Cowboys. I mean, they'll never admit to having a mistake with those teams. And, 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 and that's what's frustrating about these people. They say, I was wrong because I've never heard the boss say, I was wrong. Even even with the Cowboys got killed by the 49ers, he was, oh, well, this mistake, 
just say I was wrong. And, and we sucked it. That simple. All right. Thanks for the. When was the last time you said you were wrong? He never said he was wrong for uh, saying uh, that you were going to get the bottle of tequila time in and time out, including most recently, which was just about uh, what two months ago. Uh, mm-hmm. He never owned up to that one right there. Yeah. So, any thoughts? Thanks for the call. That's exactly what I figured. Yep, asked him, and nothing like uh, him still being on the phone in uh, dead air for uh, five seconds. That was good, Adrian. Good way to end the hour. I like that. One in the books, 90 minutes left to go here on the show. We've got a lot more to talk about. Game one, World Series starts tonight. We've got a big night of high school football action with Football Friday Night. Adrian's going to be heading out to our 915 Tours Game of the Week. So all that's still to come. Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso. Overwhelming majority of you voting for World Series Game 3 as opposed to Monday Night Football. So, that being said, we are going World Series Monday night. I will be live out at Border City L House, 1506 Lee Trevino, for our Monday Night Football show. And I'm sticking around, and we're giving away prizes at halftime of the Raiders-Lions game. So, that is not uh, going to, you know, deter us. However, we will, in fact be airing the World Series. Luckily for Bears fans like Brad and Kevin, the World Series doesn't play Sunday night. So the good news for you is that Bears Chargers will air on 600 ESPN El Paso. It's 2-5 and five against 2-4. and four. What a game. Tyson Badgett at quarterback for the Bears, Steve. Division hey, two, stand Badgett, up. Yeah, but Badgett looked good last week. Badgett was, was well, he went off last week. He did. He's trying to make it two in a row for the suddenly upstart Badgett Bears. That's right. Yeah, exactly. And no Justin Fields with that team right now. Uh, Chargers reeling as well. I mean, both these teams are, are not good whatsoever. But, God, hey, at least we've got some Sunday Night Football here. What a disappointment the Chargers are. Can we just fire Staley and just get it over with? Yes. I mean, please. I mean, I'm ready for a real coach to uh, take over the reins of that team. You look at how it was built. It's built like a lot of the McVay teams for the Rams. They try to get a lot of household names. But the problem is, if you can't coach those household names, I don't care all the all-stars, all the pro bowlers, all the guys with uh, pedigree that you have on that roster, they're not winning games. That's the bottom line. It's true. That is really true. So, it's just, it's just such a disappointment. What a waste of Justin Herbert. Yeah, it really is. And, and you, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, the whole and, yeah. and Austin Eckler, that whole group. What a, what a shame. You could look at the safeties spot and say Derwin James, one of the best safeties in the NFL. You could look at the pass rush spot. Bosa. I haven't really seen Joey Bosa go no, off like no. he should. Uh, disappointing all around. Just not a fan of this team whatsoever. They make a big trade to get Khalil Mack. Haven't really seen him unleashed. I know he's leading them in sacks this year. Kenneth Murray Jr. Still feel like he could be better than he is right now. Just I'm I'm out completely on this Chargers team. Yeah, I, I, even if they beat the Bears, which they should. Yes, and they go to three and four. You still don't feel good about them, do you? No, I don't. And next, actually, by the way, Steve, next I think it's Sunday. If it's not Sunday, it's Monday. They play the Jets in primetime action, so we get back to back primetime games of the Los Angeles Chargers. Oh, I can't wait. That is that is fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, by the way. Um, what's, 
What's going on with a players-only meeting after losing the first game of the NBA season? You, Who's this? You didn't hear about this story? No. Oh the my Bulls. Gosh. The Bulls got blown out by the Thunder, 124-104, in their season opener. So they held a players-only meeting after the game. Wow. Uh, yeah, I thought there were people on TV who were overreacting to Game 1, saying, like, must-wins in Game 1. Uh, but having a a players-only meeting after a blowout loss, I, I get it. It's the Thunder, but it's actually the new revamped Thunder right now who beat them the way that they did. Uh, no no real household names on that Bulls team, by the way. It's it's DeMar DeRozan and everybody else. Uh, not a big fan of Zach Levine. Not a fan of Vucevic. Uh, not a fan of Patrick Williams. I thought he was a nice younger piece on that team, but not proven to be uh, as complimentary to DeRozan as they hoped. No. I mean, what about uh, Kobe White? Has he developed into anything? No, not not a he's not. And it's kind of this place has also um, really made Alex Caruso's uh, growth kind of stagnant right now. So um, dealt with injuries with Lonzo Ball that didn't work out. Dealt with injuries with Caruso last year. It's not working out there. Time to blow up the Bulls, man. That's how I look at it. All right. Well, apparently they're the players feel the same way because they held a players only meeting Ugh. after the first game of the season. I. I've never heard that before in my life. I mean, I know players will sometimes decide they need to air things out and have a players-only meeting at certain times of the year, but this has to be the first time in sports history that a professional club held a players-only meeting after the first game. You have so much more season ahead of you, man. Come on. I mean, don't lay down like this. I guess maybe they didn't like how they entered the year, and maybe this is more of a reflection of that. But still, it's just a bad look. Tonight they host Toronto. Don't expect them to win. Even if they do, not impressed with this roster and how it's built. Me neither. Um, anyway, listen, it's, it's, it's brutal. And uh, what about Billy Donovan? What does Billy Donovan say after all that? Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, he's just trying to keep his job year after year and justify why he should be in the league. But, yeah, underwhelming uh, roster, underwhelming start for this group as a whole. Yep, yep. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, Donovan said, quote, if that's happening in game one, I think it's in some ways really good. And, by the way, apparently he said it with a straight face. Uh, Here's the quote. Because people are now stepping up saying, hey, there's certain things that just have to get better. According to Donovan, uh, you know, the airing of grievances after 48 minutes of basketball, he thinks it, it reflects a positive vibe shift for this group. So um, I, I, I don't know about that. But anyway, uh, yes, trouble in Chi-Town right now with the Bulls. No one wants to go there. It's uh, not a free agent destination. It's not necessarily competitive whatsoever. Hasn't been over time. And it seems like every experiment that they try to toy with in free agency or whatever it may be in the trade deadline just hasn't worked out. Disappointed in this Chicago run. I'm with you. I think that a lot of a lot of Bulls fans would probably echo those sentiments. I saw this on the app from Robert uh, earlier in the 4 o'clock hour. Hi, I told you guys in the summer, as long as Dak is quarterback, the Cowboys will never win a Super Bowl. Uh, I'm a Cowboy. I guess that uh, now I don't know if, if Robert is a Cowboys fan, but uh, you know I feel like 
he is saying that Dak will never have the team winning a Super Bowl as long as uh, he's there at quarterback. There's a lot of Cowboy fans that feel the same way Robert does. You know that? A lot. Right. I feel like this kind of is the make it or break it year, even from the Dak Prescott lovers. Like they, mm-hmm. Even if you're a fan of Dak Prescott, you have to understand if it doesn't happen this year, if they don't make a deep playoff run or he doesn't justify the reason why he should stay another season, he's probably going to be gone. And, and I don't know what the answer is at quarterback for the Cowboys. I really don't think there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this league right now, though. I I think that's another thing that people need to realize is there's probably about eight quarterbacks, nine quarterbacks who you'd consider, uh, you know, surefires. You're you're okay for them being your quarterback as a franchise. Uh, and then there's everybody else, and that's uh, I don't know where Dak Prescott fits. He's probably on the outside looking in, right right around ten or eleven on that list. I'm going to go through the list. I'll tell you who I, would, I who I consider franchise quarterbacks. Okay. Um, Josh Allen is a franchise quarterback. Tua Tagovailoa, as long as he stays healthy, is a franchise quarterback. Big asterisks, yes. Big. Uh, Kirk Cousins is a hard one because he's getting to an age now where retirement is not that far away, but he still produces great offensive numbers with the best of them. So it's kind of like for now... I'd like to have Kirk Cousins at quarterback. I really would. Yeah, he's just going to manage a game for you. I don't know yep. if he's a franchise quarterback in oh, his no. next contract, but right for right now, yes, he is. I mean, he throws for 300 yards a game. He completes 70% of his passes. He's like a, He's got a 16-5 to touchdown-interception ratio. The problem with Cousins is he gets sacked a lot. That's the only, that's the only issue with him. But, I mean, he, you know, high completion ratio, a lot of yards thrown, good touchdown-interception ratio. I mean, yeah, to me, right now still, he's, uh, he's, he's definitely uh, top-10 material. Yes, um, I agree with that. Patrick Mahomes, clearly franchise quarterback. Matt Stafford, uh, the problem with Stafford to me is he's completing less than 60% of his passes. You can't have a franchise quarterback, even though he's in his late 30s now, mid to late 30s, complete 59% of his passes. I would put Stafford... uh Cousins and Dak all on the same list. Like they're they're all they're all right there for me. Like all of Man, them are kind of the same quarterbacks. I'd rather have Cousins over Stafford. I think a lot of people would rather have Cousins over all three of yeah. the, the of the guys I mentioned. Stafford's got seven touchdowns and six interceptions. That's awful. That yeah, is horrible. He, he wins or loses you games, but uh, for winning the Rams the Super Bowl, a lot of their fans will be really happy with him. But I agree with you. I don't think uh, as they well, look to the future, he's not necessarily that franchise guy. I'll say this. Jared Goff has turned into a better quarterback than Matt Stafford has the last couple of years. Goff uh, has kind of rejuvenated himself in Detroit. Look, 11 touchdowns. Four interceptions, 68% completion ratio, and uh, he's averaging about 270 yards a game in the air. I'll I'll take Jared Goff over Stafford. Right now, maybe, but yeah. uh, Stafford's career I'd take any day because the Super yeah. Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. I don't know if Jared yeah. Goff is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. J- Jalen Hurts, yes, franchise quarterback. Sam Howell, way too early. Jury's still out on him, and he is not even close. Brock Purdy, um... Two weeks ago, I thought he would be a franchise quarterback. I don't necessarily know just yet if Purdy is there. Again, just came on board the end of last season. I feel like we need to see more Brock Purdy. Yeah, I'd put him on the same uh, level as as I'd put C.J. Stroud. I just want to see more. Trevor Lawrence, uh, I do believe we could get to that point with Trevor Lawrence. I think he's top 10. Yeah, Uh, Desmond Ritter, no. 
Lamar Jackson, all. yes. At least I, I go yes on Lamar Jackson. 100% Lamar. Okay. Derek Carr, no. Baker Mayfield, no. Justin Herbert, I, I, don't, I don't know with Justin Herbert. Throws 265 yards a game, 67% passer rating, 10 or completion, 10 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. I like Justin Herbert, but maybe he needs another coach before I can really put him in the top 10 category. Right. I think a lot of people before the season started automatically put uh, Herbert as a uh, top five quarterback, no doubt about it. And now you're just starting to see the losses pile up. I mean, I kind of feel like he's a quarterback right now that we don't really take to account his overall record. The nerds would laugh us off. The, the NFL nerds who love analytics think Justin Herbert is like a top three quarterback, but he plays... Uh, not even like a top five quarterback because of his overall record. He's like around right. five hundred as a as a career starter. Uh, Russell Wilson, no. Mac Jones, no. Geno Smith, no. Um, and then you go down the list. Dak Prescott, he's below all those guys right now. Dak Prescott is throwing for two hundred twenty two yards a game, six touchdowns, four interceptions. What is that? It's not a $40 million guy if you're the Dallas Cowboys. That sounds like the next Las Vegas Raiders quarterback. Could be. Could be. So, stats don't lie. And Dak doesn't have him right now. Yeah. I, I'd i throw, uh, you know, Jordan Love in that conversation. Not necessarily that quarterback yet. Uh, Deshaun Watson, man. What happened to him? Uh, that's a scary situation there if you're a Cleveland Browns fan and knowing how much money you have tied with him. That's a good point. So I don't really like him there. But to compare Dak and say maybe, you know, can he lead a franchise to the playoffs? Yes. But can he lead the fr- a franchise deep into the playoffs? That answer is probably no based on what we've seen over years. And I think we all judge players on on how they perform in the postseason. Good point. Good, good point. 16 past the hour. We're on till 6.30. I would like to spend the remainder of the show getting your calls and predictions for the World Series. Who will win? How many games will it go? And who's your World Series MVP? Three things. Who's going to win? How many games? World Series MVP. Rangers, Diamondbacks. It's a fascinating matchup. We've got about an hour, 75 minutes left in the show. 6.30, we'll join Bo and Paul and get our Football Friday night uh, program off the ground. Adrian's heading out soon anyway, getting ready to go for the 915 Tours Game of the Week um, and uh, looking forward to that. But before we do anything, let's get your thoughts on World Series, folks. 505-6009, that's our telephone number. Let's go to Charlie One with this traffic update. Closing at Globe Life right there with the World Series logo. So cool. So cool for Matt. That is awesome. Uh, he was gracious with our time earlier this week. Had people uh, reach out to me, loved the interview as well. And Steve, I think that it's so cool that somebody who really got his career jump started in El Paso is at the biggest stage that there could be in this sport right here. World Series Game 1 coming up tonight. Yeah, I can't. Uh, I- I'm so excited for him. I, I-, I really am. What a... Uh... What an awesome, awesome opportunity it is to know that after you know all those years of in the, being in the minor leagues and now, what, uh, 10 years in the big leagues, you get your first opportunity to be behind the mic and call a World Series game. In fact, uh, the morning after Matt joined us, which was uh, on, on uh, Tuesday's show, he came on Wednesday morning with Buzz and did a nice Great. radio spot with Buzz on the uh, Q Morning Show 
and uh, really enjoyed that. And Buzz just loved having him on. And it was great because I was talking to Joanna about it because Joanna uh, never uh, worked on the show at the time when Matt was still in El Paso uh, calling Chihuahua's uh, Diablo's games. And Joanna said, he just sounds like a broadcaster. Like there's certain people that when they open up their mouth, you just know this is what they do. She said, he sounds like a, like a sports play-by-play man. That's a great description. I'd agree 100% with that uh, by what she's saying. And, I mean, to be at the biggest stage of them all and, you know, for him to be as nice to us and give them, uh, give us a lot of time here, whether it's over with our uh, partner station, 95.5 KLAQ, or here on 600 ESPN El Paso, that's really cool. And, you know, Steve, I, I'm curious for if you're a Dodgers fan, are you just rooting against the Diamondbacks? If you're a Astros fan, do you root against the Rangers? Or if you're just uh, here in Texas, do you automatically root for the Rangers knowing that it's the Lone Star State here. I'm going to go Rangers in six, and I'll go with Corey Seager as the MVP of the series. Ooh, I like it. I'm going to go Rangers in seven. Uh, Give me, let me go a little bit of a a surprise. Let me get Marcus Semien as the MVP there. See, the easy answer would be going a Dallas Garcia. Right, yeah. Because he is the hot guy, and he's the guy that, you know, I mean, hits the big home runs and did it in the last series against the Astros. So I get that. If you want to go Garcia MVP, I think that would be a a, a very good, you know, fair way to go. But I'm going to go Seager this time around. So if you were saying the Diamondbacks, would you say Carroll as the MVP possibly? I know it's not I love Carroll. Yeah, but there's been some great hitters for the Diamondbacks. There has. You could go Ketel Marte. Yes. I think that would be fair. You could go Christian Walker. Yeah, that's a great one, too. Marte was pretty much one of the reasons why they rallied in the Philly series. Yeah, I know it. I know it. So um, we'll see what happens, but I'm looking forward to it. That'll be good. And that's going to be uh, coming up um, You know, tomorrow night, game two, and then Monday we'll have uh, game three. And I'll be at the uh, I'll be at the L House, but we'll make sure that uh, we get that one on. Esteban, don't worry, we'll make sure we get that one on for you. I see your I see your your messages. We'll get that taken care of. You'll be good. We're not going to let history repeat itself in the series. I promise you. All right, you have my word, Esteban. You have my word. Twenty five past the hour. As we continue here on Sports Talk, 505-6009. That is our telephone number. 505-6009. How many games will it go? Who is going to win and who will be the MVP? You can chime in at 600 ESPN El Paso on Twitter or X. You can also have the opportunity to call into the show and we'll take calls for the next hour as well. Looking forward to that. Do you have a sports birthday wish? Mm, okay, it's the Rams being the Cowboys. They never beat the Cowboys. And I I don't it's not because I'm a Cowboys hater whatsoever. I just feel like the Rams never beat the Cowboys. I went to go see them live uh, last Rams, year, right? It was like or 2, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. With or, your now father-in-law. Yeah, and uh yeah, I just want to see the Rams finally get a victory over the Cowboys one once. That's all. It's like, please, God. That's all I want to see. Yes, that's all I want to see. Last night, uh, the Lakers beating the the Suns was a great start to it. Um, LeBron looked great against KD. Yeah, it's kind of fun to see those two battle it out this early in the season, isn't it? 
Yes, yes. We never see this uh, happen. One of them is always injured, so that's a problem. I like the fact that the two of us both think the Rangers will win. I say Rangers in six. You say Rangers in seven. Point it's going to be a good series. It's going to be a fun series. I think what we learned uh, from the championship series, both in the AL and the NL, is that uh, these teams, these Final Four teams, are really evenly matched. I mean, the Phillies, uh, the way that they were able to take control early in that series, but Diamondbacks never really giving up, uh, don't ever count out either of these teams in a series. If the Rangers go up 2-0, Diamondbacks go up uh, in this one, I think it's just going to be back and forth and really evenly matched. Uh, You saw how the Rangers rallied in the series against the Astros. I think a week ago from today, we pretty much buried the Rangers and said it was over. It was in in Houston, the final two games, and they weren't able to close it out. Same with the Phillies. Weren't able to close it out at home. I know. It's still amazing to me that they had the opportunity but just couldn't get it done really the case um you're going to be getting ready for the game of the week um and and looking forward to that uh since you've got uh, buoy in austin uh doing battle you tell me uh by the way that's the battle of the claw right is that what that is or no the, uh, what... well it's actually it does hold a lot of uh historical relevance though i mean is the Eric... claw el paso high correct el paso high in austin that's so right does uh does this have any particular i mean we're talking about bears and panthers mm, so okay do we have any is there a name for this other than the fact that right now it's our game of the Week. It should be the Eric Pichardo Bowl because he coached at Bowie from mm. 2009 to 2017, now taking over Austin ever since then. Uh, had a lot of success with Austin. I mean, look at what he's done. He's put together district championship caliber contenders. He's put together guys who've gone off to Division One colleges, Jaden Wilson, Alec Moreno. Uh, they've got some good guys who've gone off uh, to Division One schools over the past years, and I think that's just a testament to the culture that Eric Pichardo has uh, put together at Austin, so it's really cool. And then on the other side, Andres Valle, he's uh, coached this Bowie team. They've won seven straight. They've lost seven in a row to Austin, so something's got to give tonight. This one's for pretty much second place outright in 4A, and if Bowie wins, they get a chance at the district championship next week against Riverside. Got a lot of big games coming up, too. I'm looking at some of these right now. I think the Franklin-Eastwood game is going to be a lot of fun. Yes, I do, too. And if Franklin wins that one, uh, all hell is broken loose in uh, all hell breaks loose in 6A, Steve. Eastwood is like the clear-cut team to come out of 6A, number one district champions uh soon to be i should say and if they win tonight they'll be crowned district champions outright Mm-mm. i also think if you if you look at the schedule i mean there's there's a lot of games with teams that that aren't necessarily having great seasons but are still you know in the race i think the parkland hanks game is, has got a good uh, has got a good one with brandon Cohn getting ready for that Yes, that's definitely. That's pretty much for third place of that super, uh, you know, that big 5A district. Uh, Parkland losing a tight game last week to Bel Air. That sets up the the big one next week. Del Valle taking on Bel Air. So now let's see if Parkland, uh, you know, based on where they could be in playoff seedings, if they can beat mm-hmm. Hanks on the road tonight against a pretty good Knights squad. Speaking of uh, Bel Air, the aforementioned Highlanders uh, getting ready to host Horizon tonight, and uh, Bill Kuhn will be at that one. Yeah, it should be an easy one for the Highlanders. Uh, no knock to the you know Scorpions, but Highlanders have a high-powered offense led by Noah Moreno, their quarterback, uh, Chris Davis, their top wideout. They lost a game, I believe it was two weeks ago, to Isleta. They don't want to lose anymore. We talked about the Coronado 42-7 to win over Socorro. What about Pebble Hills uh, beating Eastlake yesterday, 31-21? Yeah, impressive, and that pretty much uh, eliminates Eastlake from playoff contention out of the 1-6A ranks. Uh, remember, it's a loaded nine-team district. 
district in 1-6-A. And that wraps up actually Pebble Hill's season. They don't play next week. So they are going into the playoffs as one of the hottest teams in all of El Paso. They're only lost in district coming against Eastwood earlier this year. How good is Alan Moda? You're going to see him for Bowie tonight. Yeah, he's really good. I mean, he's a strong running back. He's already put up uh, nearly 900 rushing yards on the ground. But one of the guys I'm excited about, their talented receiver, Antonio Ontiveros. They say he's a freak. They say he's the type of guy who they just need to get the ball to. Bowie, traditionally not a passing team, so they try to get the ball uh, to him in creative ways. Is Anakin Torres the first Star Wars reference Ooh. player in high school football in El Paso that we've talked about in a while? Well, uh, you should ask Luke Lomelli, the quarterback for the Eastlake Falcons. Maybe the, maybe their his parents uh, named him Luke after Luke Skywalker. I don't know. Like, I mean, I feel like Anakin, it's pretty obvious that his parents are Star Wars fans. Yes. Luke, there are Lukes everywhere. Luke is a common name. You could have been a Dukes of Hazard fan and gone with Luke Duke and decided you want to throw a Luke out there. But when you're rolling an Anakin out right now, that is uh, that is special stuff. Yeah, Anakin Torres. Uh, shout out to Paul Torres, friend of the program here. Uh, Anakin Torres, quarterback for the Austin Panthers, uh, almost at 900 passing yards by by the way, Steve. Yeah, I don't know if we have too many Star Wars name references. I think we need more. Uh, I knew a Vader when I was in middle and really? elementary. Yes, I'm not kidding. I'm Vader? laughing saying this, but yes, I do. I did know a Vader. All right, you're gonna get out right now and head to uh, to the uh, you know the the game between Austin and Bowie. So enjoy that. Have a great call before you do uh, a little farewell. Here he is, Adrian Broadus in Sports Center, 32 past the hour as we continue. Adrian, will you name your first son Anakin if, in fact, uh, we do have an Anakin uh, Broadus opportunity? You know what? That's a good one. That one should go up there with LeBron Broadus and and possibly Aaron Donald Broadus. So those three are, are up there. Have you ever asked Alyssa to at least discuss this, or will that be a conversation when the time uh, is appropriate? She'd probably throw out like a Harry Potter reference instead. She'd say like Slytherin Broadus or something like that instead. Gotcha. Hey, Enjoy the game tonight. Have I a happy birthday tomorrow, you. and we'll talk to you Monday. All right. See you guys Monday. All right. Uh, we're going to have Adrian Broadus reporting for us from our Game of the Week, our 915 Tours Game of the Week, uh, coming up here in just about an hour as he makes his way over for uh, the Bowie Bears and the Austin Panthers. Looking forward to that as uh, Angel Munoz steps in right now and will join me for the final hour before we get ourselves ready to go with Paul McKinnon and Bo Bagley and a football Friday night that you don't want to miss right here on the 600 ESPN El Paso. Our phone number is 505-6009. That is 505-6009. You can also get into the program at 600 ESPN El Paso on social at 600 ESPN El Paso or message us on our free mobile app. Three ways to get right on in and through to the program. We're asking you right now, between now and the end of the show, who do you like tonight? Uh, and, and who do you like in this World Series? How many games will it go? And who is your MVP pick? Adrian says it's going to be Rangers in seven. And um, he went with Marcus Semyon. I said Rangers in six. I went with Corey Seager. 
I'm sure there's a lot of Rangers fans that will say Adolis Garcia will be your MVP. But, hey, if you want to talk about it, and if the Diamondbacks are going to win, how many games will that go? Will it be D-backs in five? Will it go longer? Could it be D-backs in six or seven? Remember, if the D-backs don't win in five, that means they've got to clinch that thing in Arlington, which is probably just fine with them after what happened in Philadelphia uh, this past week with the NLCS. But we'd love to get your thoughts on how this will go. Esteban says, my girlfriend is an Astros fan, so we are rooting for the Diamondbacks. All right. Yeah, if you're an Astros fan, it's hard to root for the Rangers. I get that. I do. Go to switch leagues and go to the other team. But you know what? Uh, Once again, because of the matchup, the ratings, I'm so interested in to see how they handle itself. Uh, would love to get uh, your, your thoughts on all of this. 505-6009, our telephone number, as we continue here on Sports Talk. I don't think the ratings are going to be good, but I do think baseball fans will enjoy it. And uh, if the series gets entertaining, then maybe they'll get more viewers than, than otherwise expected because people will be kind of curious to see how these two teams uh, battle it out uh, in the fall classic. So you want to talk about that with us? We'd love to hear from you on the program. In fact, also getting uh, other news that is breaking uh, here today. Kyler Murray says he's fully healthy, but is listed as doubtful by the Cardinals for this weekend's game. And uh, also Brock Purdy, speaking of quarterbacks, could clear protocol in time to start against the Bengals. Otherwise, it uh, will, in fact, uh, be uh, for San Francisco Well, I mean, you know the drill. He's a former New York Jet. I do have a bet about him with with, uh, someone who believes that uh, his career will, in fact, uh, be a better one than a few others. But Sam Darnold would be the quarterback starting if Purdy is unable to clear the final hurdle of the protocol. So we will see if uh, it's going to be Sam Darnold or it'll be Brock Purdy for the 49ers against the Bengals. So those are some of the stories that we are covering here on the show. Again, 505-6009. King Eric, who's been active today, um, says Rangers in six, Corey Seager, his MVP. Huh. King Eric and I have it exactly right. How about that? He also mentioned... I love having AAA baseball in town. Uh, He's a Yankees fan, King Eric. So it was really disappointing seeing how the season turned out for the Yanks. But if they get the pitcher from Japan and sign Bellinger, it'll be interesting. He also added, seeing the Soto trade talks is interesting. And the fact that he doesn't know who the Padres would get in return. Because if you think about it, Jason Dominguez is injured. May not come back till the end of the year. Peraza is up already doesn't think they're going to trade Anthony Volpe. So then maybe Spencer Jones was a rookie outfielder in, I think, A-ball last year. First-round pick for the Yanks. King Eric, I'll be interested to see if Volpe goes uh, to the Padres. Because the question is also this. If you're the Padres, wouldn't you love to unload Bogarts with Soto? And would the Yankees really take two huge contracts on? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know especially throwing Volpe back in the mix. So those are also all good questions, valid questions, uh, that we'll have to to wait and see how they get answered. All right, 20 in front of 6 here on Sports Talk. We'll keep it going all the way up till the bottom of our 6 o'clock hour when we give it to a 
Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon in Football Friday Night coming up right here at 600 ESPN El Paso. In the El Paso Metroplex, the uh, spot that we have right now, the crash that we have working still is Rojas and Pine Springs. You can have PD there on that crash. Just waiting for the uh, tow truck, Rojas and Pine Springs. Where are we tapping the brakes? Tapping the brakes, I-10 West, Trowbridge to Juarez. Still thick traffic right there. I-10 and Red, both sides, tapping on the brakes there. Also, there's a closure that goes on tonight. This is a 9 p.m. Mesa, southbound between Southern Park and Camille. Left lane closed there. That's tonight at uh, 9 p.m. This subject brought to you by Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Remka. Leo's has the full-service bar, famous tortilla soup, laucas, fajitas, gorditas, chicken, and mole, much more there. Full menu, family-owned and operated. Leo's Restaurant, 7520 Remka. Starting with 600. Yes, we
48 past the hour as we continue here on Sports Talk. Well, if you were not near your computer or uh, apps at 10 o'clock this morning, I'm sorry to tell you that Paco Wong's Chinese restaurant sold out in less than 90 minutes. Less than 90 minutes. All 100 certificates were gone. $50 for $100. For those of you that did purchase them, congratulations. I hear that some people even went as early as today to try to enjoy those. The good news is, is that, uh, hey, every week is a different featured restaurant. And by the way, uh, the last couple of weeks, Desert Oak Barbecue, Paco Wong's have both sold out. So for those that were fortunate enough to get those certificates, congratulations. If you go to dining deals, there are still a limited number of Ruli's International Kitchen Certificates. $50 for $25. Now, for those of you that have eaten at Ruli's, you know they've featured on uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. And uh, Ruli's been around a long time, folks, a long time. It has some incredible dishes from around the world that he features right here in El Paso. And the menu constantly changes. In fact, I had a chili and nogada here uh, last week, and it was delicious. One of my favorite dishes at Ruli's this time of year. But you can also in- enjoy a nice cold beer uh, with that and so many other great menu items. So check it out. If you haven't had a chance to go to the Must Read Bar, check out Dining Deals at 600 espnelpasocom and you will see the link to purchase $50 from Ruli's for just $25. And once again, uh, I'm excited for a lot of you that are going to be heading out to Paco Wong's and also Desert Oak Barbecue because those are no longer available. So you are definitely some of the lucky ones. Very nicely done. Ten in front of six as we continue here on Sports Talk. 505-6009. Manny David responded to us uh, at 600 ESPN El Paso. Diamondbacks in seven. Corbin Carroll, MVP. Wouldn't that be something, huh? The rookie who's had such a great season for the Diamondbacks. Named MVP. In his rookie season and and bringing the second World Series title back to Phoenix after 22 years, that would be a great storyline in itself. And if that happens, then the World Series uh, series I have to say this right the World Seriesless drought will continue for the Texas Rangers. So we'll see. If that, in fact, happens when it's all said and done. But remember, the Diamondbacks win. It'll be their second uh, series title. If the Rangers win, it will be their first crown. So the point is, these are two teams that we are not used to getting to this stage of uh, the uh, baseball playoffs. just doesn't happen very often. In fact, the Rangers have been bad for so long, some people wonder if they would ever get back there again. They had back-to-back seasons in 2010 and 2011, but a lot of us wondered if we would ever see this again, and sure enough, we have. What a postseason it's been. And you can imagine how, how pricey those tickets must be to games one and two tonight and tomorrow in Arlington at Globe Life Ballpark, and then going after a Globe Life over to Chase Field for games three, four, and five starting Monday. 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Games three, four, and five. And then six and seven, if necessary, would be Friday and Saturday night. So excellent uh, stuff with World Series action. And we will have for you game two tomorrow night. So can't do game one because we have football Friday night. But I promise you that we will get updates around the clock from Bo and Paul as uh, they follow along with a lot of us here at our 600 ESPN El Paso River Oaks Property Schoolyard Sports Studios. If you would like to get in, though, and make your prediction on the series, you have about another oh, 35 minutes to do that. And our phone number is, uh, once again, 505-6009. You can also get in at 600 ESPN El Paso. We sent it out on a social just a little while ago asking for your predictions. How many games will it go? Who will win? And who is your MVP? And thus far, King Eric says Rangers uh, in six. Corey Seager is MVP, exactly like I said. And Manny David, Diamondbacks in seven. Corbin Carroll, the MVP of that series. Angel, I know that you might not be nearly as big a baseball fan as we are, but when it comes to sports, these kind of events are big. They only happen once a year. Are you planning on tuning in a little bit uh, this weekend and next week and and catching a little bit of Texas and Arizona here in the Fall Classic? You know, I have a feeling that my family's probably going to be planning something. And so, naturally, I'm going to be heading over there with family more than likely to to check it out. Well, if the family has it on, you got then, then you got to see it, I gotta right? I got to stay and I got to watch. Um, you probably don't have a dog in the fight, but if you had to pick a club between these two, Rangers never won a World Series. They haven't been back in 12 years. This is only the second time ever the Diamondbacks have been in a World Series. They won. They beat the Yankees in their only other appearance back in 2001, just after 9-11. Who, do you, who would you prefer to see win the series? Man, that's a... That seems like a toughie. That it is a like toughie. Both are good stories. Great stories, especially this postseason. Yeah. Hmm. I'm really not sure. All right. Do you have any more? Do you have, do you have any friends that are like more friends in Phoenix than in, in, in the Dallas area? That's that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, what's closer, you yeah. know? Yeah, well, if, yeah, I think Phoenix is what, about uh, two or three hours closer than Dallas. Let's go for Phoenix. All right, so you're yeah. going Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. All right, there it is. So Angel... Uh, we'll, we'll mark them down, going Diamondbacks in this one. There we go. When we come back, we've got 30 minutes to go. So stay with us. Sports Talk continues right here, 600 ESPN El Paso.
Start of our final 30 minutes with you here on Sports Talk. Bo and Paul will be coming in to our 600 ESPN El Paso, River Oaks Property, Schoolyard Sports Studio soon enough for Football Friday Night with all of our reporters around town. I'm looking forward to the weekend. Can't wait, actually. we got a lot of good stuff to watch. Starting with uh, the all the high school games tonight, World Series Game 1 and Game 2 this weekend, college football, NFL, you can't go wrong. We'll have it all for you here on 600 ESPN El Paso. Monday, I'll be back live, Border City Ale House, 1506 Lee Trevino, getting ready for Monday Night Football. And it's going to be Raiders and Lions from the Ale House. Come down and take advantage of Pint Night. Three fifty, four fifty, five fifty pints, three dollar uh, Modellos, and four dollar Fireball, and uh, come win some great halftime prizes with us as well here at the Ale House. Let's go to the phones right now. George is going to lead off our final hour. Five zero five six zero zero nine. That's our telephone number. George, thanks for waiting. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for asking, Steve. So, uh, my prediction for this uh, World Series is going to be in Fall Classic. It's going to be a good one, the, the, the Diamondbacks and, and the Rangers. Uh, I, myself, am an NL guy. Uh, my Dodgers went down to the Diamondbacks and actually looked pretty impressive. The bullpen looked really strong. I don't know. The Rangers look pretty tough, too, but uh, I, I have to go with the National League. I, I have to go with the Diamondbacks. Now, is that, uh, because, is that because you are a D-backs fan? Is that why? No, no, no. I'm a Dodgers fan. No, no, no. Let's not get that All wrong. Right. Right. I'm a Dodgers fan. Die hard through and through. But you're staying and National uh, League, George. You're staying National I'm League staying, on me. I'm staying National League. Uh, it's going to look pretty impressive that we went down to, we got swept by the, the world champs. You know, it's going to look pretty good. I mean, we did win 100 games, and then to go down to the Diamondbacks the way we did is, is pretty disappointing. But, hey, uh, even though I don't have a dog in the fight, I'm, I'm still going. Although I do like Corey Seager and the Rangers. They look pretty strong, too. They do. But when I saw the Diamondbacks against uh, the Phillies and how they shut down that, that hitting machine, and they were pretty impressive to me. I, I, I think I want to go with uh, the D-backs. Yeah, I would maybe, say the D-backs. I mean, the D-backs could have the best pitching. Uh, when you talk about mm-hmm. when you really talk about their top three and, and you look at Gallon and then uh, you look at Merrill Kelly and – and then uh, you know Brandon uh, P. Fad, what he's done. It's it's pretty interesting. Well, I, and not only that. I mean, I think it's also going to go down to the hitting and small ball. If, if they if they can capitalize on on just a good hit, good hitting, a good hitting game, I think they'll be all right. I mean, they don't have to score too many runs because even the Phillies uh, series that uh, with with them they weren't like a high scoring affairs, but. They were pretty close, but they kept them at bay. Uh, I didn't really get a chance to see um, the Astros and, and the Rangers, but uh, just because I really don't like the Astros. Mm-hmm. But either way, uh, I, I think uh, I got to give it to the D-backs. Uh, I think they're going to be they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I, I, that's in my opinion. By the way, I I got to say something. It's kind of funny. Brandon, uh, his his last name is spelled P F A D T. His is it's pronounced fought. It's Brandon mm-hmm. fought, but I've heard fat. I've heard P fat. I've heard every possible way to pronounce his name. But he's a rookie. 
he was terrific, uh, you know, as a prospect coming up in Reno. Threw very well in AAA. He pitched great in the ALCS. He could or in the NLCS against the Phillies. He could be one of these young guys that turns into a future anchor for that rotation. So remember the name Brandon Fought because he uh, he could be a special one out there in Arizona. Yeah, that, that's also. And I also wanted to congratulate Coach Demo on the win on Wednesday. It was pretty impressive. I mean, coming back from behind, I think that was pretty cool. I'm looking forward to tomorrow and, and, and going down to see the, the girls play in basketball. I think that's going to be pretty interesting. You know, I agree. To, to get the feel of it. You know, like I always say, Steve, this is the best time of the year because you get all sports. I mean, you're getting the end of, of baseball, then you're getting football in the middle of it, in the mm-hmm. thick of things. Everything's going great, and then you got you got basketball coming up. You know, what more could a sports fan want? You know, I agree with you, George. I'll be uh, I'm heading to the game tomorrow too. I'm looking forward to getting in there actually and and watching. Uh, I saw practice a little bit this week for the women, and uh, I like what I had a chance to see. They have a lot of size. And, uh, and and Keitha already looks like she's in midseason form in terms of trying to get after it with her players, which I loved. But uh, I want to see them on the floor tomorrow at 2 o'clock, too. So that's going to be my plan as well. All right. Well, sounds great. Hopefully I'll see you over there. My Cowboys against the Rams. Uh, uh, I don't know how, what team's going to show up. Uh, hopefully we'll find out in the first series. Usually it's the first series of the Cowboy game. You, you get the feel of uh, what team came out to play, you know. Against yep. Arizona, they came out flat. Against the the Niners, they came out already beaten, and uh, they they really turned things around a little bit against the Chargers. But they still look pretty stagnant. I don't know. Uh, maybe they've worked on some new plays, and now now hearing that there's an injury report on one of the linemen, you know, it's pretty. You know, you're 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 get kind of worried about it. But I don't know. I think they'll be all right. It's just going to have to be a little complimentary. Football, and then you got uh, the college sport, college football. You know, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so it's going to be pretty interesting, uh, pretty good weekend. Yeah, I think sport, so too. I, I I feel pretty good about about watching some games this weekend. I'm with you. So uh, and and enjoy yourself at the women's game. I'm again making my plan to see it, and uh, it should be uh, should be a lot of fun. Sounds good, Steve. Hopefully, we'll we'll uh, catch up or. You got, over there. you got it, George. Take care. Uh, Thanks for the call. All right. Sounds good. 505-6009, our telephone number. By the way, tickets for the women's exhibition game are free tomorrow. So you can either pick them up uh, at game time or do what I'm doing, and that is just go to the UTEP Miners ticket portal, and uh, all you have to do is select your seats and then go to checkout, and they are zero. I mean, they, are, they, don't, they won't cost you anything. In fact, all you have to do is uh, just uh, enjoy it. And, you know, it's kind of nice when you can uh, pick up two tickets and not have to pay a cent. So that's what I just did. I'm sitting in um, Section G right there midcourt, row 7, seats 13 and 14, taking Joel tomorrow, and... Uh, yeah, didn't have to pay. Uh, didn't have to pay anything. Just uh, right there is what it's all about. I do like that, by the way, when uh, UTEP has free games and just offers you the chance to go on their app or on their site and uh, pick those up and 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 add those to your account. So I did that a moment ago, and we'll be at the uh, women's exhibition tomorrow at the Don. Ivan sends us this message: If only Ivan Melendez had been called up for Arizona 
at least one game this season, he would have received a ring if they win the World Series. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. And there was a chance. They were talking about that, that we could have seen uh, a possible call. But he got as far as double A, and he's been playing in the Fall League and doing pretty well for that matter. So, you know, I'm, I'm with you on that. It would be really cool to see him get a ring. But he'll have his opportunities. He will definitely have his opportunities. Angel Torres is already uh, taking in the sights of the Clint Lions and the Fabens Wildcats for senior night. And Angel at Army Chief W3 on social has already sent out a photo that we just reposted at 600 ESPN El Paso. So, Angel, thank you for that. Whenever our reporters arrive at our high school games and they send out uh, a little uh, little photo and tag 600 ESPN El Paso, we want to make sure we uh, repost that for all of you so you can get a chance to see who's covering what an Angel Clint and Fabens. The other Angel, by the way, Angel Torres for us. It, it gets confusing after a while, uh, Angel Munoz, doesn't it? Because we have two Angels here on the show. Last year, there was, a, there was a whole thing. Last year and the year before, because there was an Angel Munoz in like, like playing football. He was a quarterback. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure what, I don't remember what school he was going for, but he was a, yeah, it, it, it was funny because they were like, Angel Munoz, the player, not the producer. Did you try to claim Angel Munoz, the I, player? You know what? Absolutely. Every, been... Like every time he made one, I was like, there's one for us. That's when there's, you're rooting for. And, that's and exactly. And they called him Speedy too, so I was like, really? You know we're all, we're both Speedy, but in different ways. When was the last time uh, they called you Speedy Munoz? You tell me. Um, last year, the last time, the last time we got him up, like mm-hmm. that was, that was pretty much, that was pretty much I like it. that. Yeah, he graduated recently. Oh, too bad. Well, good for him. Good for him. He graduated. Yeah, absolutely. But now that, now you're back to being the only Angel Munoz uh, here on football Friday yeah, what night. What can I say? There can only be one. Yeah, that, that is, that is true. All right. 505-6009. That is our telephone number as we continue here on the program and uh, plenty more coming up. By the way, did you see the, um, you maybe did or didn't. I don't know. But did you see the um, – how can I put this, okay? You know how sometimes when you go to football games, people are wearing these crazy costumes like the skin-tight costumes and, and sometimes they're just dressed in latex and, and all that? Did you see the fan at the Sam Houston State UTEP game that was dressed like – a member or members of the male organ. Like? Yep. Like? Yep. Oh. you Did you see that? I didn't see that. Yes. And funny enough. Was it like an inflatable thing? Yes. Or was it like a whole? Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. He, had the, he, he, he had it all. Had wow. it all. So you know, I can say as somebody who has worn one of those inflatable things. Oh, you they have. Get, they get not, not like. You wore not, that one? Not a, not a male member one. Oh. It was one of the. Uh, like the Among Us little guys, mm. those those, but I but I will say those those costumes they get really really steamy. I bet. So well, it's, it's this rough. individual was asked, and I don't even know if it was a male or a female because the person was wearing pink Crocs on mm. their way out of the stadium for Sam Houston State in UTEP. But apparently, when this individual dressed like the you know, male anatomy uh, left the minors suddenly came back in the third quarter and ended up winning the game. 
So I don't know if we can coincide hmm. the departure of the stadium with UTEP's comeback. But yes. You know what? I think he was bringing some mad, bad mojo in there. Well, apparently. Or or uh, Sam Houston State's going to be upset saying, why did we kick him out? Why didn't we let him That's stay true. so he could have rushed the field and celebrated with the team had they won their first mm-hmm. game? And they should have let him down. They should have let him down there if they did win. Absolutely. Now, um, I mean, listen, it's Halloween, and there were, I think, two other buddies wearing Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. But that is the first time I've seen that particular suit at a college football game. Honestly, haven't seen I, that one before. I don't. I didn't even. I mean, I. I was like, I haven't even seen the inflatable ones. I mean, I. I figured you must and, have just like had like some cloth stuff. Oh no! Like, wow, that's creative. And we're talking Frank and Beans, wow. just in case. We are talking Frank and Beans here on oh. this. So it wasn't just the Frank or the Beans. Both. It was the Frank it and was the Beans. Frank and Beans was wow. uh, in attendance. At uh, Sam Houston State for the UTEP game against the Bearcats. I wonder where you can get those. Well, I, that's, I don't know. But uh, unfortunately for him or her, we don't even know who was in the costume, mm-hmm. asked to leave, and that coincided with UTEP's comeback on Wednesday. Was it the costume or was it the pink Crocs, do you think? that made uh, that, That's another That's a good question. It's up for debate. Mm-hmm. Some might say the Crocs. Some might say the costume. Yeah, that's yeah, true, too. Yeah. All right, quarter past. As we continue here on Sports Talk, we are going to transition over at the bottom of the hour to Bo and Paul as we continue here on the program. Meanwhile, Ivan just chimed in that, um, you know, <laughs> SFA, meaning I think he meant ASHA because it's Sam Houston State, not Stephen F. Austin, but Sam Houston State, should have just let the tip in as Ivan points out, at 600 ESPN El Paso. Thank you, Ivan. I get it, and I agree with you. Well, the they problem is they let, they let the, the tip in, but then they had to escort that uh, individual out, and that was the beginning of the end for uh, Sam Houston State and their game against the Miners. So, very interesting. It's a, it is a, a point seldom talked about from Wednesday night's game. But, hey... Maybe that did turn the tide a little bit. Come back to uh, wrap things up. Stay with us. Sports Talk continues. 600 ESPN El Paso.
All right, a final countdown here on Sports Talk as we get ready to wrap up uh, what has been a busy two-plus hours uh, here on the show, 20 past the hour, in fact. And uh, it's going to be a busy football Friday night because our uh, two dynamic duo, our team of Bo Bagley and Paul McKinnon getting set to deliver a busy night with only uh, this week and next week in the regular season. And then it's on to by district in the playoffs. And man, oh man, this time of year, Bo is excited for Dodger baseball. So is Paul. Wait, Paul's ow. excited for Red Sox baseball. Oh, but dagger in my heart. It's been a rough one, boys. It really Boy. has. And here we are, Diamondbacks, Rangers getting ready to battle it out for who, supremacy. Who would have thought? This two years ago, both these teams had 100 lost seasons. I know. Who would have thought these teams would be in the World Series? Not me. Especially against the Astros playing so well, the Philadelphia Phillies, and with their experience coming back. Uh, just absolutely amazing. The, the year Atlanta had, the year the Dodgers had, uh, Baltimore Orioles, everybody, all the, all the top teams went out early. Isn't it crazy how this whole uh, thing – and by the way, Texas wins games 6-7 and seven in Houston – Arizona wins games six and seven in Philadelphia. So we're talking about the two underdogs winning on the road when their backs were against the wall down 3-2 in each series. It's, it's remarkable when you start to think about what has happened this baseball postseason. It really is. I'm kind of rooting for an exciting World Series. Uh, it seems like it's a pretty level playing field i agree gonna be uh hopefully it's gonna be a fun one i'd like to see it go back to fourth you know game seven would be, always be a fun one in world series ball <laughs> yeah baseball always ends to me uh when the red sox play their last game so that was about a month ago i will say anytime nady evaldi's on the mound i'm a rangers fan and of course you gotta love tori uh tori lovello over on the other side uh, another sox x man that's all i'm looking for who are the who are the guys i know that and i actually like ah uh, so you're rooting against you're rooting for your alumni basically but and so that means you've got one on each side a manager and a pitcher so no matter what happens you can't go wrong uh i'm rooting for the rangers and i've said this all week only because and not because they haven't won a world series that really doesn't mean anything to me cuz other teams haven't won a world series before but i want to see matt hicks get a ring yeah. considering uh, maddie spent so many years as the voice of the diablos here from the really mid 90s all the way through their last season in 2004 then he went to corpus christi and then in 2012 got his big break to come up in june to be the voice one of the voices of the rangers he's been been there ever since and love the fact that Matt, who's a lifer in baseball, gets his first opportunity to call a World Series game here tonight. That's fantastic. I didn't know that. I got here in 2006, so didn't have the pleasure of meeting him with the Diablos. But uh, that I did not know that that connection there. That's yeah. pretty exciting. It is. It's really cool because, you know, again, you look, you think about the, the great voices. Tim Haggerty is another one. I'm hoping that, you know, years from now, we could be saying the same thing about Hags, where he'll get an opportunity to not just get his big league break like Matt has, uh, what, 11 years ago, but eventually get an opportunity to call a World Series for himself. Absolutely. That would be great. I'm kind of rooting for the Rangers as well. Corey Seager, the old Dodger. A there little you bit go. of the, uh, you know. Now we're but, talking. But uh, in the way he played when, during the pandemic at uh, the new Arlington Ballpark, yeah. I got to say, uh, you know, I, I can see them sitting really, really well, playing really, really well in this World Series. I think so, too. All right, guys, the weather's starting to cool off a little bit. It won't be as bad tonight as it will be on Monday when the temperatures really drop. I think I've seen like 50 degrees is going to be the high on Monday and then a little hotter on Halloween. Yeah, so. 60 degrees. Well, what are your Halloween yeah. costumes? What do well, we? Uh, I'm not uh, like the guy, not, oh. like the, not like the person at the Sam Houston 
State game. You heard about that, right? No, no what happened. Oh, you didn't hear about this? No. Oh, both of you didn't hear this. Okay, I'm going to show you a little uh, video. This was this went viral on uh, on on Twitter or on X as we now are calling it. But this was the near the um, I guess the third quarter when Sam Houston State was in control at this point. What happened was was that this individual wearing a costume was escorted out. Hang on, let me uh, let me make sure I take the sound down here. That was the costume right there, and that person uh, yes, was that. was escorted out of uh, the the football stadium. Now, yes. Paul, you tell me you've been around longer than I have. Have you ever seen a costume like that attend a college football game? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I've seen some people like that that have attended uh, college football games, but uh, not dressed in that outfit. No. <laughs> Apparently, as soon as that uh, fan left the game, the Miners got on, on a roll in the third quarter. So maybe <laughs> that was go. the turning point they needed. <laughs> Absolutely. There you go. Unreal. Uh, hey, as we, get, as we get set for the second to last week of a football Friday night, I know Adrian's at the 915 Tours Game of the Week with uh, Bowie and Austin. By the way, the, the Battle of the Claw is always Austin and El Paso High. Correct. Now, since Bowie are the Bears and Austin are the Panthers, do we have this? This it's not the Claw game, but do we have a specific name for this old rivalry, Paul? There, there's got to be one. Uh, do I know what it is? There's like three sets of teams. I think that they they call it Battle of the Helmet. I think that mm. Beller and Eastwood and. And some of the guys from the Northeast yeah. to do the same. I think Andrew Servant. I've never seen an Austin Bowie helmet before. I've never seen a claw either. So <laughs> I don't know if they have a traveling trophy or anything that goes to the winner or well, anything like that. But they've got to have something, you'd think. These two schools are going back so many years yeah. with so much history. Over the years, there has to be something, I'm sure, that, that was on the line. I think what's on the line for Bowie is just getting a win. It's been, I think, um, uh, when they um, won their district 2016, I think. I think that's the last time Bowie beat Austin. Eric Pichardo uh, left uh, Robert Padilla in his program, went to Austin, had success ever since. Uh, Padilla and his group, one more year, missed uh, missed the playoffs. That was the year of the five-way tie at the end, and they had the big flip. And... Uh, and uh, so, anyway, I think that was the last time. So, uh, a little streak. Eric Pichardo, though, and, of course, Andy Volley was part of that. They were all part of the, the same group uh, working for Robert Padilla back in the day. So, a nice matchup of, of friends, Volley and uh, Pichardo. Though, but Volley has got to be dying to get a win tonight. He doesn't need a claw. I think Austin comes in with a little bit of the history, but Bowie has come in hot so far. Set, win, winners of seven straight. They have had a little bit of an easier schedule uh, this year than yeah. Austin has had. So, But coming in seven straight wins, that still, you're talking Texas high school football. Yeah. So it's going to be a lot of fun tonight. When was the last time Bowie had seven straight wins? I want to say they had nine wins. Was that 2016 when they won, they won nine games? They won, yeah, the only district, the district right. Game. They only lost one district game, and they, mm-hmm. they actually finished tied with uh, Andrus at top. So Coach Hamps, but they actually beat Andrus head, head up. So that, that shows you the kind of team they had. Uh, yeah. If that was, was that a nine-win season, I'm not yeah. sure. I think that was a nine-win season. They won a by-district game, and, uh, and they beat Andrus that year. Okay. So the point is, all right, it's going to be a good one tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adrian is at that, and we've got reporters all over town ten, tonight. Ten reporters all around, all around games. I love so it's that. It's going to be guys. a lot of fun. I, the fact that we're sending reporters out everywhere is fantastic. Yes. It's it's what should be. And uh, you tell me, last night we had two games being played in six A. Any any big results? You know, when when, when the smoke cleared from that. 
Absolutely. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Pebble Hills uh, held off East Lake. They jumped out to a ten zip lead and, and kept them. It actually got close a couple times, as close as seventeen uh, fourteen in the third quarter. But uh, they held them off. And and the biggest thing from that is just Pebble Hills clinched uh, playoff spot. They're likely going to be the big school rep, uh, the number one big school rep. Eastwood with a win tonight over Franklin. Uh, they win sole possession of that district, and they'll be the number one uh, small seed rep. Which means both those teams. We'll get to host. Pebble, not for sure, but it's almost for sure. And Eastwood uh, wins tonight, and, and they'll be hosting as well. So that's the big news. We're, we're gonna, 6A is going to be shaken out almost entirely by tonight. I think three, if Montwood wins and Eastwood beats Franklin, then the only spot's going to be left is going to be America's at 4-3. and three. They're off this week. They finish next week with Socorro, a win there, and we'll have our four teams in 1-6A. I love that. By the way, uh, John Teicher, uh, last, a couple of Wednesdays ago, he, he finished his 500th career it's UTEP amazing. broadcast. Mm. Which Absolutely is, fantastic. Every after everything he's oh, been through. It's an Absolutely. amazing run. Yes. Amazing run for Taish. And I, I did the math hmm. with Paul. Paul has had over 400 football Friday nights over the course of his career. There you go. Look at that. I guess. <laughs> it's, it's, you don't keep a tally? You, it, only, it only feels like 300, so... Uh. It's not uh, it's not quite Taish, but it's not that far off. And uh, I think uh, you started, uh, what, uh, late 80s, early 90s with your run. Yeah, all I ever know is that the first game I was at was Del Valle, and I think it was their first year. So I think that was mid-80s somewhere. All right, mid-80s. So That's why he's the sultan of stats. He, right. Yeah, he could be somewhere in that uh, 450 to 460 range. So before you know it, we might have to try to do some uh, crazy math and figure out what 500 is for PMAC over Absolutely. here. We're going to figure out Bruce Reichman's soccer mm-hmm. stats over Delvai and just add, add, add in Paul's. Let's do it. Hey, guys, have a great night tonight. It's bottom of the hour, 6.30, which means I'm going to turn it over to the two of you for a little uh, football Friday night bonus pregame for the next 30 minutes, and then we'll kick into uh, everything here uh, at the top of our 7 o'clock hour. All right. Thank you very much. All right, guys. Steve Kaplowitz in, in Sports Talk. Thank you so much. Welcome once again our football Friday night pregame show brought to you by the El Paso Association of Builders. We're talking high school football week 10 and once again our 915 Tours game of the week. The Austin Panthers at the Bowie Bears. Adrian Bronis will join us in just a moment with a preview of that one. A fun one there. Austin coming in 3-5 and five overall 1-1 one and one in district while the Bowie Bears once again winners of seven straight games. 2-0 in district should be a lot of fun. Let's go down our rundown and our Ignitify local scoreboard of some of our fun games tonight. How about Delvai at Isleta? Joe Rodriguez will be on the call there. Hanks will host Parkland. That should be a fun one. Both teams 1-2 and two in district. The Iceman, Brandon Cohn, on the call from Hanks Excalibur Stadium. Meanwhile, Eastwood could clinch the 1-6A title tonight, hosting the Franklin Cougars. Franklin came in with lots of momentum, and but Franklin just now 3-3 three and three in district. A must-win for the Franklin Cougars tonight. Meanwhile, Eastwood 7-1 overall, 6-0 in district, and can clinch the district title with a victory tonight. Uh, still in 6A, the Montwood Rams travel to... District 6A rival El Dorado. That will be at the Student Activities Complex. J.D. Sursley on the call there. Montwood started out the district 4-0, but now 4-2 in district. Meanwhile, the Chapin Huskies hosting the El Paso High Tigers. See if El Paso High can put up some points the last two weeks to see if they can get a win over the streaking Chapin Huskies. Meanwhile, the Burgess Mustangs host the Andrus Eagles. A very big game there at Mustang Stadium. Jeremy Caranco on the call there. And then the battle, the lower, lower valley. The Cotton Valley, 
Fabens Wildcats hosting the Clint Lions. This one always for bragging rights in 4A. Should be a fun one there. Both teams 3-5 and five overall. Angel Torres on the call from Fabens Wildcats Stadium. Meanwhile, let's go to Bel Air Highlander Stadium. That's right, the Highlanders hosting the Horizon Scorpions. Horizon just 1-7 overall. Meanwhile, Bel Air 7-1. 2-1 and one in district. Going to be a fun one there. Bill Kuhn on the call from Highlander Stadium in San Elizario. Hosting Irvin, both looking for their first district victory of the year. Ryan Vidalis on the call there. And other games all around town. Jefferson is at Canateo. Cathedral against Savio. Mountain View travels to Monahans, And Fort Stockton travels to Pecos. Up in the land of enchantment. That's right, the state of New Mexico has a couple of district championship games. The Gadsden Panthers hosting Deming tonight at Panther Stadium. That will be for the district title. Also, the Centennial Hawks hosting the Las Cruces Bulldogs. That to take place at the Field of Dreams. That's also for the district title. Meanwhile, Mayfield travels to Artesia. Anthony travels to Reagan County. And Tornillo travels down to Alpine. Let's now head out to... Bowie's Beatty Semang Stadium and join Adrian Bradis for an update. And we're gonna, as we get to this one, should be a lot of. Oh, it's, it's Austin. Oh, and Austin's R.E. McKee Stadium. We're going to head down there in just a moment. First, your quick take, Paul, on, on this game, Austin and Bowie, and what do you expect from this one? Uh, I always enjoy the fact that these guys are uh, kind of mirror images of it. We, you know, we spoke about it a little bit earlier. Eric Machado, though, part of uh, Robert Padilla's staff on those good Bowie teams, five straight uh, uh, playoffs, which was unprecedented, is unprecedented at Bowie. So a lot of success with, with those guys, uh, volley part of, part of that program as well. And they do a lot of the same stuff, uh, you know, wing T minus you no know, wing back. So pro set, split backs, you have a couple of backs that, uh, that you use. And both teams have uh, morphed their offense a, a little bit. Uh, you know, the Bowie backfield, a bunch of juniors, um, Abe Carrasco, of course, the little brother of uh, Herman uh, Carrasco, uh, the, uh, the, the uh, skipper of that 2016 uh, district champ that uh, we spoke of. He's got uh, Moda and, and uh, Joe Rodriguez in the backfield, a couple of junior running backs. But they're throwing the football a, a little more now. Antonio Oniveros, he is a weapon. Uh, Four-touchdown game right at the tag in the last season. The, the guy virtually went unused aside from uh, returning punts. Had a big game at the end of the year, and now he's a major part of the, uh, the offense. Same thing on the uh, Austin side. You know, they've always had big running backs. Uh, Will Rodriguez, Jaden Wilson graduated last year. Now it's the Bustillos kid. But they can throw a little bit too. Mark Felix and uh, Andres Andujo. So both teams have kind of morphed more into the, into the 21st century, I guess. And it's sort of at the same time. And it just it gives me a giggle that these two teams uh, seem so similar. Bowie, seven-game win streak. Austin, not so much, but uh, as you so correctly said, Austin, a, a much tougher record. It's going to be a huge game for Bowie. If they win this one, especially up at R.E. McKee, it's going to be, I wouldn't say a major upset, but just a major win for uh, Andy Valle and, and that Bowie program. I would say the biggest win in his administration, which is now, what, uh, 26, 7 years. Absolutely. Now, time for our pregame show, El Paso's Association of Builders pregame show. Let's head out to Adrian Broadus at Austin's R.E. McKee Stadium for this 915 Tours Game of the Week preview. Adrian, take it away. Thank you guys so much out here on a beautiful night in central El Paso at R.E. McKee Stadium. It is our 915 Tours Game of the Week. Bowie, which is 7-1 and one on the season taking on Austin, which is thir- three and five on the year. It's senior night here at Austin High School, and it's going to be a big one. 
Here's what's on the line, guys. Bowie wins this one. District 1-4A showdown will happen next week at Riverside between the Bears. But if the Panthers win tonight, they pretty much secure that second-place spot in District 1-4A heading playoffs. Bowie enters this game on a seven-game win streak, just like you said, Paul, but Austin is on a seven-game Bowie Bears. Remember, head coach Eric Pichardo of the Bowie Bears staff from 2009 to 2017 before he was named head coach out here at Austin, and ever since then, He's produced district title contenders. He's produced guys who played at the Division I level in college football. And look at this team right here. Even though they're 3-5 and five on the season, look at the, the uh, strengths of this team. Ruben Bustillos, who has 893 rushing yards. Quarterback Anakin Torres flirting 800 passing yards. And then he's got weapons like Matthew Andrew Andujo in his wide receiver corp. On the other side with the Bowie Bears, Antonio Ontiveros, he's the guy that everybody's talking about as a freak of a wide receiver. 462 receiving yards, running back Alan Mota, running back Joe Rodriguez, all juniors right there. They're the ones who lead them on the ground. Mota with 835 rushing yards and Rodriguez with 529 rushing yards on the year as well. Abraham Carrasco at the quarterback position for the Bears generates their offense as well. So it's going to be a great one, guys. I'm really looking forward to this one out here in Central El Paso, our 915 Tours game of the week. Uh, It's going to be a big one. Bowie taking on Austin. Big night tonight for our game of the week. I'll send it back into the studio as we continue here for a busy night of Football Friday Night. All right, Adrian brought us there at Austin's R.E. McKee Stadium. Austin hosts and Bowie tonight. Looking forward to this one, too. Once again, this pregame show brought to you by the El Paso Association of Builders, the real Texas builders. Ask our home builder if they're members of the El Paso Association of Builders, elpasobuilders.com. And like we just heard from Adrian right now, R.E. McKee Stadium is going to be rocking. As we said before, Austin's had a bit of a, a tougher schedule leading into this one. Uh, this really should be a fun one. I, much deserved 915 tours game of the night uh, yeah and and the funny part about it is and, and it's the quirkiness of these five team you know districts and all that stuff if Bowie loses tonight big deal they're still playing for the district championship next week Riverside has not been defeated of course they got Austin a week ago 2990 uh, 20 2920 sorry uh, a close contest which shows you Austin and Riverside are pretty close which if I'm Bowie and I'm able to, you know, f- fight Austin tonight to either beat them or, or have a narrow loss. I got to be thinking I got a pretty good shot next week as well against Riverside. On the other hand, if if uh, I really get handled by Austin, um, you know, then expectations probably down a week from now. But even if Bowie loses tonight, they get a chance to get Riverside. And if they knock out Riverside next week, then it's a three-way tie for uh, the top spot in the district. Three teams tied for third, and then whoever's left gets fourth, I guess. Uh, that'll be the winner of, of the uh, big Irvin-San uh, uh, Eli game tonight. Uh, a game between, you know, I think they have maybe one win between the two of them, but, it, but it's, a, it, it's a huge game because yeah. whoever wins is, is going to get to go to the playoffs. Yeah, both Irvin and San Elizario are actually uh, winless in district. Both have one win. Irvin is 1-7, San Eli is 1-8. And, and speaking of Riverside, they are on, off tonight on a bye. But uh, 
they will play at Bowie next uh, weekend to end the regular season. Uh, also, speaking of last night, we had uh, plenty of games last night up in the land of enchantment. Santa Teresa defeated Chaparral 22-16 in a big game for, or again, uh, in 5A. Alamogordo defeated Al- Oregon Mountain 27 nothing, And then you go 6A in El Paso. Coronado got a, a big win over Socorro, 52-7. Now, Coronado improves to 3-4, and four, mathematically still alive for a playoff spot, but they need a lot of help. Meanwhile, all done for the regular season is Pebble Hills. And Pebble Hills defeated Eastlake 31-21. And, Paul, you were at that game. Why don't you tell us about that game, uh, Pebble Hills uh, surviving Eastlake by 10 points? Yeah, it looked like Pebble Hills far and away the, the class of the game, but it, the game kind of just sloppied up. I think it was five plays, and they were in the end zone. Uh, Omerian Wallace, a 52-yard go route. Remember, this kid's just a freshman, and, and he caught another ball right before this. But <laughs> you talk about three years from now. A guy who's, who's going to be a monster offensive weapon, uh, already tall. As I said, on the run, just caught it in stride down the field. 10-54, barely a minute into the game. They're already up 7 nothing. Well, they carried the, uh, carry that to halftime. They're only up 10 to nothing. An end zone interception, uh, part of the problem. And then Eastlake, Ivan Moreno, an 86-yard reception, takes it all the way down to the 5-yard line. And that's where uh, Steve Galindo smashes like bumper cars into about four guys, spins out to the right side, and has himself a 5-yard TD. And that uh, closes to 10-7. Eastlake was there, but then uh, Pebble comes right back uh, down the field. Gallo, Choa, 3-yard run at the 440 mark, gets it to 17-7. to One more time, though, uh, this time... Uh, the QB punches one in for uh, for uh, Eastlake, and that's with eight seconds left in the in the uh, third quarter. So seventeen fourteen that game. Uh, remember Eastlake three and three coming into this contest again, just like Franklin, you know, trying to hang on for the for maybe that uh, last playoff spot. But then again, Pebbles Pebble Hills responded uh, with an eighty two yard drive after that Zarian Quarles. Uh, 11-yard catch, little roll pass to the right side, and he went out in the flat, caught it, turned it up, scored the TD, 7.45 left in the, in the contest, and, uh, and they were able to hold him off at uh, arm's length ever since. And again, uh, you know what made that so important for Pebble Hills? Uh, they clinched the playoff spot uh, with the victory. As I said, they're likely going to be the, the uh, big seed, uh, number one seed, and the reason you want to be number one, obviously, at uh, at six and two, they're done for the season. They not for the season. They're done for the regular season. Six and two, they don't play next week. They they're on a bye, so um, they'll likely after after Eastwood Franklin tonight. Uh, Eastwood takes care of Franklin. Uh, that's automatically going to hand Pebble uh, the top seed in the uh, big school division, and Eastwood with a win tonight will be the top seed in the small school division, and both those teams will get to host in a couple of weeks, which is uh, all you really want. And Franklin, uh, tonight uh, at Eastwood, Franklin has really uh, dealt with a series of injuries week in and week out, uh, just decimated as I was talking with one of the assistant coaches just the other day, and he said they brought up some freshman and JV players just to fill some roles in there because they've lost offensive line, they've lost weapons on offense, defense, everywhere. So we'll see if Franklin can pull the upset tonight. You never know what happens. That's why we play the games. Yeah, same thing. I, I was talking, same conversation with uh, Darren Walker, and, and we you know, when we've had him on before, we've talked about, okay, you're, well, you're on your fifth string receiver or your number five receiver and your number six receiver, and that's your number four running back. And, 
And I asked him, hey, are, are we getting any of these? Are we getting back Gerald Williams, you know, Patrick Powers, uh, his brother Ernie Powers, any of, the, any of these guys coming back? And he said, you know, not only are they not coming back, you know, it looks like we're going to be losing some more guys. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's the boat they're in. And I think, uh, you know, we saw that in, uh, you know, a disappointing effort a week ago. Yep, tough season for the Franklin Cougars. Once again, they play at Trooper Stadium against the Eastwood Troopers. We'll go out to Steve Escajeda, get a preview of that game next. You're listening to the El Paso Association Builders pregame show. This is Football Friday Night, Week 10, right here on 600 ESPN El Paso.